God Said, Man Said presently archives 422 feature subjects in text and streaming audio that certify the inerrant truth of the Holy Bible. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, it grows by one. These subjects are laden with glorious truths, glorious life, and some of the most astounding information and insights of all time. Thank you for coming. Most of our regular visitors have only visited a fraction of these life-changing subjects. God Said, Man Said recommends a weekly regimen to bring you up to speed, light speed. If this is your first visit and you want to become current with all existing features, your weekly routine could be to visit once a week for the new feature and read one additional feature per week. In just over eight years, you will be current. If you want to accelerate the process, visit one feature per day, each averages about 15 minutes, with two on Thursdays, and you'll be God Said, Man Said current in about 14 months. Your time will not be wasted. Dear visitor, have you yet to make the greatest decision of your life? Have you, through the blood of Christ, become a child of God called by His own name? Have you had your birth certificate entered into the Lamb's book of life? Have you had all your sins and shame expunged from your record as though they never occurred? Have you been born again? Jesus said in John 3, 3, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Are you ready to begin the most exciting adventure of your life? Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Job 38:17, Have the gates of death been opened unto thee? Or hast thou seen the doors of the shadow of death? God said, Genesis chapter 2, 16 and 17, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. God said, Genesis chapter three twenty-two through 24. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man, and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. God said, Romans chapter 8, verse 2, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Man said, what knuckle-draggers these Bible-thumping Christians are. It's obvious that we evolved out of nothing. Science is our God. Now the record. The Word of God found in the majority text authorized King James Version is living. All of its tenets are true and righteous altogether, every single one. Ancient civilizations and ancient historians whose records are preserved in their literature as well as a plethora of archaeological and paleontological discoveries and today's most advanced scientific extrapolations all attest to the accuracy of the holy book. God's word written thousands of years ago continues as the standard of light and truth. God's word is the solid rock, a place to build a life. Carnaldom's latest discoveries, their latest scientific quandaries, 
continue to nip at the edge of true revelation, but never do they attain. Second Timothy 3, 7, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. And so it is with today's subject, death. Death, what is its roots, its history, and how will God reverse this curse amongst the blood bought? Go slowly in this two-part feature, for the water is deep. You'll see the scientific discoveries, not theories, are again lining up with the source of all truth, the Word of God, Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. A sentence I lifted out of a 2008 issue of Nature uh, that was part of a feature titled Origins of Death reads, The tidy disillusion of the plankton was more reminiscent of apoptosis in animals, a synchronized wave of death orchestrated by some invisible hand to some unknowable end, end of quote. Can we find this invisible hand and know the unknowable end? Man is hunting for the origins of death. If man and his science can discern the root of the problem, then it is plausible that science can construct a solution and, in their minds, open the door to immortality. This, of course, is not a new quest. This effort goes back to the very beginning of time. As quoted earlier, Job 38:17 reads, Have the gates of death been opened unto thee, or hast thou seen the doors of the shadow of death? As we proceed through this short series, we will be pulling parts of other God-said, man-said articles and adding new scientific discoveries. We will wait on the Holy Ghost to expand our understanding of the mysteries of this life. The next several paragraphs are being lifted from the June 8, 2006 feature titled Gates of Death. On this website, we occasionally refer to the law or rule of first occurrence, which is an etymological law. Etymology is the study of words and their origin. The law of first occurrence states that the meaning of a word is typically defined in its first use. In the beginning, when the concept of death was alien to man, for he was immortal and sinless, God cautioned Adam and Eve not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, Genesis 2, verse 17, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. God said that the day they eat, if they would, that they would surely die. Even Adam ate and died spiritually the very day they ate and were cast out of paradise, yet they lived on physically for hundreds of years. Their sins separated them from God, who is the creator and only source of life. Ephesians 2.1 speaks concerning the condition of the sons and daughters of Adam and Eve prior to salvation. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. When a person repents of his sins and surrenders his life to Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, he leaves the land of the walking dead and is translated into the land of the living. This is the place of the new birth, where a believer becomes born again. In the passage just quoted, it states, And you hath he quickened. The word quickened means made alive. Next, the passage says, Who were dead in trespasses and sins. Unrepented of sin is the place of the dead. In reference to Adam, Romans 5.12 reads, Wherefore, as by one man sinned and, uh, sin excuse me, entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, 
for that all have sinned. Yes, there are actual gates of death, and yes, there are doors of the shadow of death, actual ones. They are revealed in the Word of God as we apply the law of first occurrence. As we evaluate what happened to our great-great-grandmother Eve, uh, these two places referenced in Job become evident. Even Adam were the first to see the doors of the shadow of death and to pass through the gates of death. To all their progeny, the location of these gates remains the same. Mr. and Mrs. Adam's encounter with the gates of death is recorded in Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 through 6. Now, I want you to understand these are actual gates. Now, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day that ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. The doors of the shadow of death were Eve's entertaining of the thought of Satan's challenge. Thoughts which are spiritual entities supersede action. Jesus said, Matthew chapter 5, 28, But I say unto you, that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her, hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. The gates of death were discovered by Eve when she yielded to Satan's lie and ate of the forbidden fruit. She died that very day. In an act of unbelief, for she believed Satan's word over God's, and an act of disobedience, Eve passed through the gates of death. James chapter 1, 14 and 15 clearly depicts the process just mentioned. It reads, But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when, he, uh, when lust excuse me, hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. The wiles of Satan's Edenic deception were simplistic. His initial challenge to God's word consisted of one word and a question mark. And Genesis 3, 1, Satan said to Eve, Yea, hath God said? When you remove the word hath and the question mark, the line reads, Yea, God said. Satan recognizes that Eve is considering his deception and moves on to the next level of challenging the truth more aggressively. He called God a liar and offered up a half-truth. Mother Eve believed this deadly concoction. Satan is in the business of adding and subtracting from the truth. The Word of God commands against adding or subtracting from its truth. Deuteronomy 4.2, Ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall ye diminish aught from it, that ye may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. Revelation 22.18 and 19, For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book.
Psalms 19.13, Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. In the above passages from Psalms, the presumptuous sin is called the great transgression. To be presumptuous in regard to the word of God is to overstep its boundaries. This is called the great transgression. Eve presumed Satan's mixture to be truth and acted upon her unbelief. For the first time in man's experience, the gates of death were discovered and swung wide open. The beginning of earth's sin and death saga begins here at the great transgression. On GodSaidManSaid.com, we have studied the 180-degree principle. The 180-degree principle, as in the 360 degrees of a circle, is the concept of the opposites. For example, God is life. Satan is death. God is love. Satan is hatred. God is light. Satan is darkness. God is joy. Satan is sorrow, and the list goes on. Think of the 180-degree principle as a yardstick. God is one, and Satan is 36. The measure is the same, but the ends are opposite. As there are the doors of the shadow of death where Eve entertains Satan deception, there are the doors of the shadow of life where we hear the message of salvation and entertain that thought. As there are the gates of death, which were initially entered via unbelief and disobedience, there are also the gates of life, which are entered through faith and obedience in and by Christ Jesus. These doors and gates are real, literal places. Deuteronomy 30, verse 19 I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live. Choose the right doors. Choose the right gates. End of quote. Now Adam and Eve are mortal, and their progeny will be spiritually stillborn. They have lost paradise, and the law of sin and death known to science as the second law of thermodynamics, order to disorder, begins to reign over all of creation. Central to these two features is Genesis three twenty-two through 24, which I will read again in the conclusion. Remember, the tree of life and the cherubims as we go forward. Science speculates a synchronized wave of death orchestrated by some invisible hand to some unknowable end. We see the hand, and we know the end. God said, Job 38, verse 17, Have the gates of death been opened unto thee? Or hast thou seen the doors of the shadow of death? God said, Genesis 2, 16 and 17, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. God said, Genesis three twenty-two through 24. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever, Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was whence he was taken. So he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. God said Romans 8 2 for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and 
death, man said. What knuckle-draggers these Bible-thumping Christians are. It's obvious that we evolved out of nothing. Science is our God. Now you have the record.